0: A jury convicted Kelly this week of nine charges, now five of those related to crimes committed against her, including transporting a minor across state lines to engage in sexual activity. Clary, who is now twenty-three years old, says Kelly abused her verbally and physically for years. The first time we met her, she was twenty one years old and she was still living with our Kelly. We spoke with her again yesterday. It's her first interview since the trial. Come on in, Ezra. Well, you look good.
1: Thank you.
0: So do you. I'll just start with this. I'm really glad to see you again because I wasn't sure I'd ever get to talk to you again.
1: Mm. I'm very happy to be here and and see you again as well. It,
0: It feels like a full circle moment to me. When we first met Azriel Clary in March of 2019, she had been living with R. Kelly for almost five years and was one of his fiercest supporters. If
1: you guys don't know the truth, you guys believe the, f- the plot that our are saying this is all f- for money.
0: Clary and another woman, Joycelyn Savage, told us then that they were in a relationship with the embattled R&B singer. But
1: Clary left the apartment she shared with Kelly in Chicago seven months our interview i was lost and um i would i felt invisible and you know i i gave someone that control over me Mm -hmm. uh to basically make me do whatever it was that they wanted me to do and act however they wanted me to act
0: during r kelly's trial she testified that he began sexually abusing her when she was just 17 years old at the time of the interview with us were you afraid when you were sitting there talking to us
1: I was. He did his interview first. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me. Y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Yo, tell me what this. He came in and he told us to be angry and be upset and she's gonna try to do this and you're it. to so We told you that. Yes, and and so we were. We came in angry. So he told you be angry. Yes, and um, I was scared because I was like, I don't want the world to see me this way. You know, I don't, I'm loving, I'm caring, I'm compassionate, Mm -hmm. and um, knowing not to see that side of
0: me. You know, it's interesting because your dad called me after and said, that is not my daughter. Mm -hmm. That is not who she is. That is not how she speaks. That is not what she believes. During the trial, you testified that uh, you said I was not honest in the interview that you did with us. What, What were you not honest about? Everything. Everything.
1: Everything. Yes. You. You know. Before that interview, um, you know, he had us practicing every single day. Practicing what? Answering questions. And if he didn't like our answer, he would tell us exactly what to say and how to say it. So anytime you mention anything, yeah. I'm just. I'm stunned by this. Yeah. So So anytime you mention. Any time you mention anything about sexual preference, we already know to say, I'm not here to talk about that. Because that's what he told us to say every single that's time. That's exactly what you said. Between First of all, I'm not here to talk about my personal life. Okay. And I would never share with no one what I do in or outside of the bedroom.
0: So when the interview was over and you all go back to his apartment, the three of you, what is the conversation?
1: He was so happy. He was happy. He was so happy. He was like, you guys did amazing. No, you did so well. You carried yourself so well, I believe. He even, like, got food and wanted to celebrate. That's how happy he was with that interview. And I was just there like, wow. What did you think about how he came across in the interview? Uh, truthfully, I think, I think he, he believed that he had, he done, he had done well. He, he felt like he had really uh, did a made a great reflection of himself and where he was in life and how all these women were lying on him and how all these people were just, you know, out to get him and, you know, that sympathy card that he just loved so much.
0: Did you ever have conversations when he wasn't around to say, this is not good, this is not healthy, we got to get the hell out of here. Did you ever have any conversations with him? I feel
1: like a lot of people tried, but everyone always got beat over it because he was very good at manipulating the situation, so even if he knew or not, he would basically say, he could come in this room right now, and he would say, you know, I've already spoken to Joy, she already told me exactly what you guys have been talking about, you have five minutes to be honest, or you're going to be thrown around this entire room. Mm-hmm. Everything that we were living in had become very normal, and um, to, I had to break out of that, I had to realized that this is actually abnormal. Yeah, the dysfunction was so prevalent that after a while it did feel normal to you? It did because it was not only me. It was other women, other women who were older than me. You know, when I met him at 17, he had four other women. And so these women are all normalizing his actions, and you have assistants normalizing his actions, and you have workers and security and everyone else that normalizes it. So you, me being very young at that time, I just Learned to normalize it. What do you think anybody could have said or done
0: to help you leave the situation sooner? Nothing. Nothing.
1: Nothing. I feel like that is something that I would have had to have woken up for myself, something that I would have had to realize on myself. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize with victims, the more you try to help them, the more it upsets them sometimes, you know? Your interview stands out because you are one of the few who we've heard who defended him
0: so vocally and so adamantly and now ends up testifying against him. Well, your testimony was very key Mm -hmm. as well. It was very key. It was very graphic. It was very painful. Some of it was so graphic the judge wouldn't even allow it to be be released um, to the public. And I'm wondering what it was like for you sitting there uh, looking at him while you're testifying about what your life had been like
1: with him. Like it was, it was very disturbing um, to have to relive those moments, and um, I don't know. A piece of me was happy because I felt like happy. Yeah, because I felt like this person no longer has control over me. You know, you 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 don't tell me what to do and what to wear and where to go, and. How long to be in a room anymore. So, mm-hmm. I think the fact
0: that you're sitting here today is very brave and very courageous that you would come back and sit down and want people to see yeah. who you really are.
1: I think it's very important. Um, you know, even I have to take accountability for my actions. It's okay to reevaluate your life, it is okay to change your mind. You know, you are never too old to wake up and say, hey, I thought this was good for me, but it's actually not. Yeah.